And, Joe, we got a great show coming for you as we've got head coach of the Athens Bulldogs, Nathan White, on the line. It's great to have him on the program. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great. I appreciate you guys having me on. Well, we appreciate taking the time out of your day. I know it's a day before game day, and you got a pretty big one tomorrow against Wellston. Uh, so it should be a fun game. And, of course, you can hear that game right here on 970 WATH. Uh, but, Coach, talking about, you know, your season before we really break down, uh, you know, your game tomorrow, uh, for Athens, you guys are 1-2 and two this season. Uh, I thought that you guys played pretty well in the second half, holding uh, Marietta scoreless. It was 24-6 to six or 24-8 to eight before halftime. Uh, you held them scoreless, gave, a chance, gave you guys a chance to win the game uh, last week. What did you see from your team uh, this past Friday? Yeah, like you said, really proud of the effort in the second half. And, you know, proud of the effort the entire game, to be honest with you. Our kids have played really hard and um, as a coach, that's the thing that you're, you're, you're most concerned about and most proud of. Uh, you know, we just had some, some real execution struggles in the first half, uh, offensively and defensively. And, um, you know, to, to say that the first half wasn't great is an understatement. We, uh, we just kind of made a few, few too many mistakes. And then, you know, w- with effort and, and executing in the second half, we, we battled back and at least made it a game. And, you know, you really uh, – as a coach, you try to prepare your kids to play that second half for the entire game. So, uh, honestly, we're, we're going into week four still waiting on that on that full game. And um, I hope tomorrow's the night. We'll see. So, Coach, a one and two start for you guys we just mentioned. Obviously not an ideal start there, but just uh, I think your team has improved in, in uh, leaps and bounds from week one, certainly. What are some of the things that you've seen improve over the first few weeks of the season? Well, you know, the biggest thing for me is we were we were off all of July. So when we, we hit the ground, and we had to be running in August when we hit the ground, and, and we just kind of weren't ready to run yet, to be honest with you. We have so many new faces and so many guys that we're, we're still teaching the scheme to right now, you know, in the middle of the season uh, that's normally taken care of in, in June and July. And, uh, you know, the, the, the coolest thing for me as a coach is all these new faces – uh, that are playing for us, and we're asking to step up and play on Friday night and, and kind of be the next guy. Uh, those guys are, are slowly moving into those roles. And, you know, it's delayed a little bit. I'm not making any excuses about the, the strange times this summer that we had here in Athens. But uh, I can see as a coach the progress. I can see our kids getting better, getting more poised, getting more used to playing on Friday night. So that's been a good sign. Coach, I know it's you know difficult times, you know, especially before the season got started. You know, dealing with the pandemic, not knowing whether if you were going to have a season or not. Uh, you know, how have you guys adapted? You know, how has it been that transition from you know a normal football season to a season now that you have a couple of restrictions, a couple of things that you couldn't do in the past? Yeah, you know, the the biggest challenge is <clears throat> all the all the team building stuff, the stuff that kind of makes football what it really is, you know, that, that hour in between two a days and the time after practice and before practice in the locker room, those are the things that we're missing right now. And, you know, to be honest, anyone who's ever played football, looking back, most of your memories, uh, you know, aren't from Friday night or aren't from the practice field. They're from uh, sometimes some funny story that happened in the locker room or whatever. And, you know, Honestly, we haven't batted an eye because there's no other option. So, so we kind of came into this in August thinking, look, we can, we can complain about all this stuff we have to do, all the extra stuff, 
and then all the stuff we don't get to do. Or we can just say, this is the way it is, and let's go play, let's go practice, and, and try to have as much fun as we can and be as good a football team as we can. So our kids, I was very proud, especially of our seniors, of kind of saying, look, there's no reason to talk about all the negatives. We've got to show up every day, make sure we get, we get better as a team, as an individual, and, and kind of push forward and, and be happy that we at least get to play. And coach, a guy I think that uh, you were expecting to take some some strides this offseason was your quarterback and Joey Moore, who came on the scene last year and really had a great first season at the first year at the helm. Uh, going into this second season, and obviously as the first three games have played out, uh, what improvements have you seen from in from him in his second year as your uh, starting quarterback? Yeah, Joey's decision making has been really good. He he has a very good command of the offense. Um, he is he's just kind of more poised. You know, he, he worked really hard on all the physical parts of his game. His arm is stronger. Uh, he's stronger. His body is stronger in the weight room. Uh, you know, he worked on he, He's better in the pocket. He worked on all that physical stuff that people see. But, but the thing that I notice is just the, the command of the offense and understanding what we're trying to do with our offense on each play. That's something that, that he's really improved on. And, um, honestly, he was pretty dang good at it last year. So he is... He has really worked to turn himself into a great quarterback. I'm, I'm really proud, proud of Joey. Uh, Joey Moore, you know, 87 passing attempts or 828 yards. Uh, you know, he's really done uh, a phenomenal job for you guys at, at the helm of this offense. Uh, his number one target so far this season really has been Braden Whiting, a, a new guy to this team. Uh, you know, of course, he's come up a little bit with, with these players, but you know, he's a first-year guy you know, starting for you. What have you seen out of Whiting so far in the early first half of the season yeah you know I, I really as a coach a lot of times seniors come back for that one year and you've kind of learned to to know that you're not going to quite get as much as you think out of them because because man missing taking time away from football is is really different it's a hard thing to get the hang of um Braden, i felt a little bit different about because i know he's a weight room kid he has been committed in the weight room uh, since he got to high school and, uh, you know, honestly has lifted with us in, in the spring after basketball each spring these past few years. So I really was hopeful that he was going to be a guy that would kind of step in and, and be ready to play. And, uh, you know, he's a really good player. He's making plays for us. He's a good athlete. But more importantly, he's a great teammate, an unbelievable kid. I'm so happy to have him on our team. It's, it's been great. And, Coach, in the first uh, couple weeks of the season here, you guys have uh... – you know, a couple games started out a little bit sluggish in the first half and then really got going in the second half. What, what are some things you can do as a coach to really prepare your guys to come out come out of the gates ready to go and play, a, you know, a complete four-quarter game? Yeah, you know, if I had a great answer for that, I would, <laughs> I would crank it up right away, right, to be honest right. with you. Um, you know, I, I have <clears throat> I've, I've wondered that myself often, and I think that maybe we're a little bit uh, – Offensively, when I say we, I guess I mean I. Maybe I'm a little bit conservative coming out of the gate and trying, kind of too worried about getting a feel for what the other team's going to do defensively. I think maybe I need to uh, attack a little bit more, and by that I don't mean chuck it down the field. But you know, every every week I go into the game with a with an offensive game plan of stuff that I feel really good about and really safe about for whatever defense they play. Uh, you know, that's just kind of the reality that we face. Be, you know, for the past several years, we kind of run a little bit of a different offense. So oftentimes we'll get a different look out of a defense that we kind of weren't able to prepare for. So I kind of start sometimes, at least in my own head, thinking, all right, let's run the safe stuff that I know is going to be good. And, 
you know, maybe I need to get out of my comfort zone a little bit and, and run some stuff that, that we repped and, and not necessarily let it be against the perfect look that I'm hoping uh, that we get. So, um, you know, kind of trust our kids more to make plays, I guess. And, you know, that's something that I personally am going to work on as far as calling our offensive plays the rest of the year. And, Coach, you know, one of the things that we see the arm of Joey Moore, we know that he has you know, a lot of yards through the air this year, but the one uh, maybe aspect of the offense that's not you know, as going as hard as maybe it could be is uh, the running back position, right? Uh, Peyton Gale, 64 yards, uh, going out there doing a job, but, you know, the rushing attack is only averaging 2.2 this season. Is there a, uh, a fix for that? Is there a way, really, to get your one running game involved more? Or uh, is it just going to be getting creative to, to try to you know, get yards and, and uh, score touchdowns? Well, you know, our run game production, I think, is, is because of a few things. One, we're, we're breaking in some new guys up front. And, you know, the improvements they've made in these last three weeks are huge. Um, two, I've got to trust the run game a little bit. You know, that is kind of stuck in my head forever is is – my theory and my thinking is, you know, when you've got a quarterback that you trust and you love, when, things, when times get tough, let's put it in his hand and let him make plays. And I haven't been – I haven't leaned on the running game enough. I haven't been patient enough with our running game. That, that's without a doubt. And, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to get Peyton more touches. We, we've put him out and, and we're throwing him the ball because he's an incredible player. Uh, as well so you know the more touches we can get him the better but you know honestly i think the biggest um um negative in our running game has, has been me not being patient enough with our running game and you know we've been behind in a couple games too where i just kind of get stuck and we've got to throw it to get back in it i i really think that you know our kids up front are improving our running back is a is a dang good player um, you know, I, I kind of take responsibility for, for our lack of production in the run game. I've got to be more patient. We've got to run the football. Coach, looking into your game uh, tomorrow night, of course you got Wellston, who's gotten off to best start in the conference 3-0 and coming in. You guys obviously had a successful game against them last year and in recent memory. Just talk about some of the challenges that uh, Wellston uh, uh, will give you guys tomorrow night. Yeah, there are plenty. Um, they're, they're very good. They're big and physical up front. They are, in, in many ways, they're, they're kind of the same old Wellston, and I, I say this before, I mean that as an absolute compliment um, because they run power and counter, and they're dang physical about doing it. They're really good at it. Uh, and the wrinkle that you see offensively this year is, you know, they're spreading it out and throwing it around the field, which makes them really tough to defend. <laughs> Defensively, you know, their, their DBs are athletes, and their, their kids in the box are, are aggressive, tough kids. So, um, you know, they're an all-around good football team. I, I, I can't think of much else to say. We will have our hands full. We're going to have to play really, really well to beat Wellston. Yeah, Wellston definitely is a team that has impressed in the early start to the season. We saw them you know, kind of turn it into a good team last year and, uh, you know, fell short of maybe a, a title contention. Uh, of course, you and Nelsonville York tied at the top there. Uh, is there any talk about, you know, winning the TVC Ohio this year, or is that just... You know, if it happens, it happens, and geared towards the postseason. What is your mindset when it comes to the shortened season? <laughs> yeah, my mindset is the same uh, as it always is, and and I, you know, I talk to our kids about this every day. That you know, you can you can only win games on Friday night. You've got to go out and make the plays to win games. 
But on a Monday or a Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever, the only thing we have control over is getting better right now. And I, I truly, every single day, stress that to our kids. So to me, talking about winning a league championship or talking about we've got Wellston to win a league championship or any of that stuff, you know, we haven't talked about yet. We haven't talked about beating Wellston. That's something we talk about on Friday. The only thing we talked about today was make sure we're locked in and we have a great Thursday practice in our pregame. And, you know, that's just kind of a theory of mine that, that I don't think all that talk about the future matters if you don't lock in and get it done today and make sure that your team gets better. And, and I really try to, with our kids, talk about nothing but these next few hours. You know, when we show up to practice, let's make sure our team gets better. And, you know, I, I don't picture myself ever changing. I, I really think that the present is the most important thing for a football team. You can't win any games until Friday night. All we can do is make sure that we get better. And, Coach, I kind of – in a way, piggybacking off that, of course, this season, unlike any other, being the fact that, you know, every team that wants to will have a chance to play in the postseason this year. Uh, I mean, it doesn't sound like it, but does that, does that at all in the back of your head as you progress through the short regular season as, you know, you got to you have some time to be playing your best football because, you know, if you lose a couple games early, doesn't it doesn't necessarily affect uh, whether you make the postseason or not. Yeah, you know, honestly, I just we this was our uh, week. We had to decide. I think today was the deadline. Teams in the state had to decide to opt in or opt out of the playoff, which, you know, I kind of have been scratching my head trying to figure out why anyone would opt out. But <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really understand the whole plan. But um, you know, this this year more than ever, I've thought even less about the playoffs. I think yeah. just you know mainly because it's it, it's week four and it still feels like week four. You know, it hasn't hit me yet that in a few weeks we're going to be in the playoffs right. and, you know, everyone in the state's going to be in the playoffs. And I think that's really part of the reason I haven't even thought about it much because, you know, in a lot of ways it feels like we're just getting started even though we're, you know, we're past the halfway regular season point. So I can't answer that question too well. I think the fact that we're in the playoffs will, will hit me after week six, you know. And, Coach, one of the things that I've been hearing a little bit, uh, a couple people at the station have been talking uh, you know, what is the term Bulldog Brotherhood? Yeah, it's something that we take very seriously. And, um, you know, it's uh, something that I'm proud to be a part of. And, we, you know, we have a lot of former players that are still very involved in our program. <laughs> you know, guys that are, that are 60, 70 years old, 30 and 40 years old, to guys who just graduated a few years ago. And... Um, you know, it's, it's something that we've talked about for, for the last 10 years pretty hard and uh, just making sure that, that our kids know that they're part of something bigger than this year and that, that being a, a bulldog and part of this brotherhood is something that um, a, a lot of before them have done and, and they will be part of long after they're gone. And, uh, again, that's something we talk about almost every day with our, with our kids and our program and, and something that I hope to continue. Coach, uh, gearing back towards Wellston here for a second, I mean, Coach Smith has come in and in his first couple seasons have really turned them into, you know, a real competitor in the conference and, and beyond as they made a uh, postseason appearance last year. I mean, how much do you kind of respect being that you've been around uh, the TVC Ohio for quite some time now, the, the job that he's done coming in and really uh, changing kind of the culture around there? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. He's done a great job. And, you know, I got to meet uh, Coach at the, at the TVC meeting last year. Uh, he's a great guy. You can see why his kids love to play for him. Um, 
And that being said, I think we have a, a great group of coaches in the TVC right now. Not, not that we haven't before, I guess, but I kind of didn't pay attention until I was a head coach. Uh, I think that the teams in this league are, are very well coached, and without a doubt, uh, Wilson's got this thing going in the right direction. They've they've built a solid program really quickly. Yeah, I mean, Wilson, they were the the lone team to make the postseason last year, and uh, you know they've they've built up something that that is uh, pretty good. Uh, but they do lose their star player last year in Ryland Mollahan. Uh, he was a tough guy really to plan around. Uh, but who a couple of guys on that Wellston team that you're kind of keying in on? Keying in. Well, I got to tell you, I don't ever pay attention to any names. I just know their numbers from watching tape. Um, I can tell you this. Their quarterback is a, is a heck of a player. He can throw it. He can run it. Um, he's an outside linebacker, strong safety type guy, so he's a tough kid as well. Uh, their running back is a hard-nosed kid, does a good job in pass protection also. And then their, their receivers are, are super athletic, guys that, you know, multiple guys make them play. They've got some, some tall guys that go make catches in the air and some, some very fast guys that they're throwing, you know, arrows and double-move routes to. And then defense is just big physical kids. A lot of those skill guys are the same as the, as the offense, um, just big, tough physical kids and it's one of those teams where you turn it on and you think you know we want to go beat these guys but you, you also love watching them play it's fun to see kids play really hard and be tough and and that's what Wellston does and you, you really respect their coaching staff for, for watching how hard their kids play and always looking forward to that game uh, again that's going to come up tomorrow 650 pregame and uh, seven o'clock for kickoff right here at 970 WATH and coach before we let you go uh, you know, one of your former players playing on a Thursday night tonight, uh, of course, number one overall pick, Joe Burrow. Um, you know, what does it mean to you to have a kid, you know, playing on a, a Thursday night NFL football game? It's pretty amazing. It's, uh, you know, I, I still, I tell people I still can't believe he won the Mr. Football Award. So I'm still catching up in all the stuff that he's done. <laughs> um, you know, the, the, the stuff at LSU being the number one pick, it's, it's definitely still kind of a pinch me moment. And, you know, I've gone from a guy who coached Joe to an absolute and total fan. You know, I can't wait to watch tonight. And, you know, aside from coaching our kids on Friday night, there is nothing more fun than watching our former players play. And, you know, right now Joe's the only guy playing on TV. So I will be tuned in and, and I'll be as excited as anybody to watch him. Well, Coach, we really appreciate taking your time out of your day and uh, calling up the station being part of the program. Thank you guys so much for having me. Yep, thanks, Coach. And that was head coach Nathan White at the Athens Bulldogs. They've got a big game coming up tomorrow. It'll be a 6.50 again pregame. It's Athens and Wellston. Brad Walker and Matt Frazee are on the call. We'll step aside. We'll talk about more. We've got Big Ten coming back. And, of course, uh, you know, TVC Ohio Talk. It's a big weekend coming up before us. You're listening to The Sports Fan on 970 and 97.1 FM, WATH.